Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. What's up, fam? Excited about this next one. Although, let's be honest, I feel like I'm excited about every single guest we have on this show. But this week, we have an actor. She's on a brand new CTV show called Transplant. If you're like me and you can get down with Grey's Anatomy or The Good Doctor and you like a good medical show, check this one out. And at the heart of it is this really beautiful immigration story. And it's filmed in Toronto. And they don't hide that. They actually celebrate the fact that it's Toronto. So check it out. But the real reason why she's a perfect fit for the Healthy is Hot podcast is get this, when she's not on set playing a doctor or all the other roles she's done, she is a jujitsu athlete. Yeah, she's got a brown belt and she's a two-time world champ. In addition to this, She's got her own company where she combines her love of the sport with her affinity for youth development to help foster confidence, perseverance, and obviously other valuable qualities in kids and young adults. And the day before we recorded this podcast, I actually got to go to her gym, Four Points BJJ, and I got to have a little tiny taste test of jujitsu. It was much more complicated than I could have ever imagined. And usually I'm pretty confident when it comes to trying new sports. This one blew me away. So if ever you've debated maybe trying it out, I think it's worthwhile to try everything out in life once. And who knows, maybe you'll be like Aisha, who picked up jujitsu 10 years ago when she is in a really bad place, both physically and mentally struggling with an eating disorder amongst many other things. She found this sport and it completely changed her life. Yeah, I said that, and I mean every single word. All right, here we go. Another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast, this week featuring Aisha Issa. So yesterday, you absolutely destroyed me in jujitsu. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Okay, no, destroy is a very aggressive word. I had the pleasure of hanging out with you two days now in a row. Yesterday, we got to hang out while I was working with eTalk, and we did a really fun interview promoting the new show that you're on called Transplant on CTV. That's right. And then we got to dive into something that you're very passionate about and very skilled at, by the way, <laughs> jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really excited that you, you know, took the time to come in and kind of explore that world. I think a lot of people find it really intimidating and scary, you know, for some of the reasons we discussed yesterday. And it's just really cool to see people stepping out of their comfort zone to try something new, um, because that's how we yeah. get you know, stronger, right? I like to think that I'm a game. Like, the, the team here will always throw me on wild shoes. So I'll be like, yeah, she'll jump off a bridge. She'll go <laughs> rock climbing in Joshua Tree. Let's throw her on a snowboard in Tahoe, dancing on a stage, you name it. Like, I, I, I'm a yes person through and through. So yesterday, when I realized that this was going to be the activity to go along with the interview, I was 100% down. And then I got there, I got <laughs> to your gym, and I started to feel, like, a little bit nervous. Oh. And I was just like, 
I don't actually know anything about jujitsu. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, as a teenager, I was really into Taekwondo, yeah. which is another martial art, but I was like, I don't, I feel so ignorant. Like I really didn't know what I was getting into. And yeah. then once you kind of started walking me through it, that it's, you know, it's grappling, there's no punching, there's no kicking. I realized I was like, that terrifies me. <laughs> Having someone in my personal space, space and being in someone else's personal space. Yeah. So for anyone who's been like curious about jujitsu, like what do we need to know? Um, I think that you need to know that it's all about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Like that's literally what we practice. We practice things that make you uncomfortable. Failure makes most people uncomfortable. Yes. Having people in your personal space, being in other people's personal space. Um, you know, taking the, you know, giving yourself permission to defend yourself in a way that, you know, we kind of, you know, can, can, can sometimes misconstrue as being aggressive, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, things like that. These are all things that, that kind of make us insecure or, or make us feel a little, a little uncomfortable, but they're really necessary for personal growth in so many different areas. And, and, and if you can learn to be comfortable with discomfort, if you can practice being comfortable with discomfort, imagine the kind of things that you can go out there and do, because you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be uncomfortable. I'm used to that. That's part of the process. It kind of changes your mindset. So, um, so that's what I would say is the one thing you need to know is yeah. like, I like how I ask you to tell me like what we need to know and you don't even talk about the physical elements of jujitsu. <laughs> you're, you're like you go straight to the mental elements which yeah. you immediately translate into how it could affect your life in a positive way. Yeah. And I love that. That was the biggest takeaway I got from hanging out with you yesterday and talking about the kids that go into your classes because yeah amazing it's a great to get kids to go out there and move their body get adults to go out there and move their body but For the sure. thing with jujitsu and so many other I think martial arts but it sounds like especially with jujitsu is yeah, you're kind of forced to experience things and then you take those things into your everyday life and yeah. you can choose to use them in a positive way. And I love that you talked about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because as adults, we hate being uncomfortable. We avoid it. We're we like, avoid no, anything that'll make us uncomfortable. I'm good. Like, I know what I like. I know what I don't. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it. Like, I'm not going to go and do it. And exactly. I think there's real power in stepping outside of that comfort zone, seeing what lies on the other side yeah. and giving yourself the chance to succeed or to fail. Exactly. Exactly. And there really is no success without failure. No real success without failure. You might be naturally good at something, step one, two, mm -hmm. three, but eventually you're going to hit a point where you need to put in the work in order to keep going. That's where your discomfort point is going to be. If it's not at day one, it'll be on day 10, but it's coming, right? And if you're not prepared for it, you'll back down. You know what I mean? And the person who's willing to push through that uncomfortable moment, they might have been, you know, struggling from day one, but if they were used to kind of being uncomfortable for day one, when they meet you on day three, you're dropping back because you're like, I'm uncomfortable and they're still going. Yeah. They're gonna beat you. You know what I mean? They'll get whatever it is you wanted and, and had a natural inclination towards, but didn't have the um, experience right with discomfort to to be able to kind of overcome so guys you heard it here you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable it's clear that with this sport that's clearly very important to you it has so many positive benefits like one you just mentioned and we kind of went into getting comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah and i think learning how to defend yourself For and being sure. comfortable in your skin and comfortable in your strength has got to be another big one. Yes. Okay. So first of all, let's circle back on the defense aspect. Again, another area where most people 
don't realize that their biggest weakness when it comes to their ability to stand up for themselves or defend themselves is that they freeze. They freeze and, and uh, an aggressive person, a violent person, an abusive person is looking for those signals. They test their they test your, your, your physical boundaries, your mental boundaries, and they see how much you'll let them how close they'll let that you will let them get, mm -hmm. knowing that you're being uncomfortable. If that makes sense. Yeah. So um, when it comes to self-defense, being able to stand your ground with someone who's in your space makes you a terrible target for abuse or violence. Right. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, another big one is the, the physical aspect of it, in the sense of like if you're busy trying to figure out this puzzle of like how do I get around this person's legs in order to control their upper body without them using their legs to trip me over. Uh, you know, or before they get a chance to do that, you're not thinking about how hard you're breathing, so your cardiovascular workout, you're not thinking about how much strength you're putting into it, so your, you know, your strength and conditioning that, mm -hmm. that is happening. You're not talking, thinking about the fact that you're stretching in this way and being stretched in that way, so your flexibility is being increased. You're not thinking about any of those things. Those are the things we don't like about working out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of like distracts you and allows you to get this crazy workout. When it, before you know it, you have all these additional benefits like, um, you know, being at a healthy weight for you, whatever that may yeah. be. And then you start thinking about things like, hmm, am I eating in a way that is supporting my training? Am I really tired? Am I not sleeping enough? Uh, do you know what I mean? What else can I be doing to help me improve, you know, 1% uh, in, in this training? Because it just, it becomes really consuming, right? You end up looking for these little tiny victories in your in your training and like it kind of helps everything else line up I mean I got such a, a small taste of it yesterday but you you walked me through some moves and then walked me through a little sequence and I couldn't believe how many details there were to remember yeah. just arm placement hand placement where do your knees go where's your body weight going like it's it's such a mental sport and then, and then obviously the physical elements of it are hella intense as well for sure like you were saying at one point like I'm sweating but you didn't say that <laughs> while it was happening no. you said it after you stood up and yeah. we were trying to show you something else and you're like oh my gosh yeah it was like, sticky got a little sticky <laughs> got a little sticky um your passion is evident yes. I love that you're out there teaching the next generation yes. how did this sport come into your life it's interesting because um, you'll hear there's actually a hashtag called jujitsu saved my life <laughs> it's actually very popular on Instagram and there's a reason for that and so many people kind of fall into jujitsu or they f they're drawn to jujitsu and not necessarily sure why um, and maybe it's because it, it forces them to struggle and figure out how to surmount struggle so I think I was probably one of those people mm -hmm. um, I was struggling with eating disorders I've been you know dealing with them since I was a teenager and um, at this point I had you know I was trying to be a model. I have the height for it. I do not have the build for it. I'm naturally athletic, uh, athletically built. And um, at my lowest weight, I was like 30 pounds lighter than I am now. What? <clears throat> 30 pounds lighter than I am now, and I was not eating. I was exercising excessively, oh. and all because I was trying to fit uh, literally a number that my body just doesn't go to naturally if I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to, to do all that, but I, I felt that, you know, going to the gym and being on the elliptical and doing that kind of stuff was not sustainable because it wasn't stimulating for me mentally. I hated it. Yeah. And so I was looking for something that would give me a workout that wouldn't require that. Same <laughs> movement on the same machine yeah. for 60 minutes. Yeah. yeah that's understandable. That. Still can't do that. And, um, so I ended up actually meeting a UFC fighter. I went on a date with a UFC fighter and I was like, so what makes you jump into a cage with another person who's trying to murder you very valid question right? on a date by exactly the way. like hmm. a potential partner it's you're a, like hi. hi i need to understand your psychology <laughs> yeah because it seems a little unhealthy <laughs> um and then he's like oh no like 
there's actually, we train a bunch of different martial arts and then we learn how to combine them. And then each person is trying to see who has essentially trained harder and who's more skilled. And so understanding it from that perspective, obviously I was like mind blown. Yeah. Um, so I was like, let me go find a women's like kickboxing class. And then there's like a ton of them, like cardio kickboxing. Oh yeah, right? boxer size. Boxer size. A huge thing. And this is how long ago? This was about 11 years ago. Now. Okay, yeah. So yeah. The, probably even before this huge trend of classes everywhere. It was like, remember Taibo? It's like after Taibo. Okay. Right? But like before now where, okay, so here's the thing. There was a period where it was like, you know, women's kickboxing was really targeting women. It was making them feel like they were doing something, but we weren't actually teaching them any techniques. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we were putting them through a workout and letting them hit some pads yeah. and they left feeling good. And basically what we were doing is tricking them into doing cardio. That's basically what it is, right? <laughs> because you're punching and you're going, guys, you're the veil has been lifted. <laughs> we have been lied to for yeah. years. But it's true, right? Because it's the equivalent of being on a treadmill, but it's like, uh, your brain is obviously thinking about something else, so it's more enjoyable. So that's, you know, women's kickboxing. Um, but beyond that now, what we're seeing is that, is that women are going straight to, like, real kickboxing. They're going to Muay Thai classes where they're learning specific techniques that are, that are really about the martial art. And, um, and they're getting all the other benefits mm -hmm. without being tricked. I mean, I'm, you are very fit. So whatever Thank you were you. doing is working. <laughs> it's worked out. Yeah. It worked out well. So you found jujitsu when Be you were in a very dark place. Yeah. I was in a super dark place at that time. And, um, you know, I would sit around and right after the women's kickboxing class, there was a bunch of guys rolling around doing this grappling thing. And I was like, that's fascinating. Um, and I love to kind of, like you had mentioned that you kind of like to try new things. And I was just like, that looks really cool. And I never said anything about it. And the coach said, um, his name was Richard Ho. And he's like, you look like this is something you want to try. And I was like, <laughs> you had that look in your eye. <laughs> and I remember being like, yeah, but there, there's no other girls in the class. I don't want to make him, you know, anyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And he goes, that's not a good reason. If you want to try it, you should try it. Don't worry about anyone else. I tried it. And I have not looked back since. 10 years ago, 11 years ago. 11 years ago. And from almost instantly, I, I like my brain just like, okay, I need to figure out how this puzzle works. This game that we're playing of trying to essentially dominate each other, right? Yeah. Like kids play, right? Or like even animals, you see animals do that all the time. And I was like, I need to figure out the techniques that can, you know, help me get a leg up on all these guys. And and then it became like, man, I'm really tired. I'm not eating enough. Let me learn more about nutrition. Like, I'm not sleeping enough. You know, I used to smoke a lot, a lot, and only at night because I was like so anxious yeah, at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would just smoke, like chain smoke at night. I was fine all day, and I would chain smoke at night. I would drink myself to sleep because I couldn't fall asleep. I had insomnia, and then all of these things I started having to reevaluate and having to to think about um, in order to uh, continue to do this thing that made me feel really good. Right? Wow. Yeah. I love that it was this one sport that had this the, the trickled into every element of your life yeah. and forced you to look at food a different way. Because when you struggle with an eating disorder, food is often the enemy. Yes, it's exactly. It's often the result of guilt, of self-hatred, mm -hmm. of you know purging possibly, if that's something exactly. you struggle with. Yeah. And because you've loved this sport so much, it forced you to step up, learn more, educate yourself, yeah. and 
in the end you are now better like do you, you oh yeah you oh yeah for sure so i still have a tendency and this is very common with people with anxiety right we know yeah. that there's a whole long list of symptoms that people have like insomnia is a symptom of anxiety um anorexia is kind of how people kind of tend to cope with it ocd is another one mm -hmm. so um they all kind of go together so i have a tendency towards obsessive compulsive behavior and anorexia is kind of like you know obsessively compulsively yes. not eating or whatever so i don't purge anymore that's not a thing but I definitely fall into either like when I'm really anxious I notice it like my appetite just disappears mm. my hunger signals don't go off they just do not go off I have to force myself to eat or just keep in mind that like if I have no appetite I need to change something in my life yeah because check I need in to with eat. yourself I have to check in like that's a big signal right yeah. and then the other one I've noticed is like when I'm depressed I tend to binge right that's, oh, you get the b both ends of the spectrum. I get, yeah, 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 right? So I'm binging when I'm depressed about something mm -hmm. and I'm not feeling great about myself. But I've, I've learned that these are um, symptoms, mm -hmm. that there's something going on in my life that I need to address. And it could be, um, sometimes it's like, you know, not dealing with social media. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, um, just completely removing myself from certain environments or certain things. Sometimes it's just deciding to bog down and work through certain things. Yeah. You know, but whatever it is, I, I'm aware now of what those things yes, mean. Yes, I think self-awareness is such a powerful thing when it comes to your mental health or yeah. the mental health of others around you is yeah. having the courage to check in with yourself, actually check in with yourself yeah. and be like, how am I doing? Yeah. How is this person sitting across from me that I love? How are they doing? How are they doing? And at least if you can check in, then at least you can kind of take that next step forward. So let's say you're having a rough time, either your anxiety is high or you're, you're feeling quite depressed. What kind of tools do you have in your toolbox to start to feel better? Well, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that we have far more power than we uh, are led to believe, right? And 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 what's the word? Exercising our personal power is really important because it allows us to take the time to look at our environment and think about the steps we can take to change our situation. And so that's kind of what it comes down to. It comes down to being like, okay, there's something, there's something up. I don't want to deal with this, and nobody's forcing me to deal with this. Mm -hmm. So what are my options? I can eject from the situation. Um, I can use a, you know, find a different approach, change my attitude towards why I'm deciding to do this thing. Like, here's an example. Um, at one point, I went through a phase when I was doing jujitsu. I'll tie it back to that because everything, yeah. right? But like, um, at one point, I was doing jujitsu and I had gotten quite good at it. Uh, but because I'm very athletic, I didn't necessarily have the best the best work ethic. Um, and winning made me feel really good about myself because I had gone from being feeling so terrible about myself. But then I went through a phase where I wasn't able to win so easily and then I had to quit, like my entire self-worth had to be yeah. put into question, right? Um, that required me to put in the work and the time and to seek out help and and read books about goal setting and you know and why kind of setting winning as a goal is not really fair or realistic and and how you know changing your attitude towards uh, an attitude of mastery can be a, a lot healthier right and so that's a switch that i had to make but it's a choice i had to make right Another option would have been like to just stop training. Yeah. Or which I'm um, really glad you didn't which I, stop. Me too. <laughs> but I, I, I have at some points yeah. I have, but I, yeah. I had to learn like, oh, that didn't feel good either, right? Yeah. At first you feel like, okay, I'm not training, so I feel better. But then you have this feeling of like, okay, I'm not doing something I really enjoy because psychologically, I'm not capable of getting around whatever I need to get around yeah. to do what I need to do. 
that, you know, you want to do the thing. You don't want to be avoiding the thing. And avoiding the thing usually doesn't lead you to feel any better. Yeah. That's where I, that's where anxiety and like depression tend to be this, this cycle, right? You feel guilty and you feel shame, ashamed of the things you avoid because of the way they make you feel until you find something else. So one thing is, uh, one of the couple things that I chose to do is like, I realized that smoking actually made me more anxious. I realized that, you know, um, having the habit of like having to pass out to go to sleep was mm-hmm. not helping me learn to have a, a, a healthier uh, or a, a better sleep hygiene, which is a, which is a real thing, yeah. right? Well, sleep is important. I'm, I'm finally, I'm, it's finally getting the, the love it deserves right now for yeah. people to check in with themselves. Yeah, like uh, a lot of people think like insomnia is like a like a medical condition. I mean, sometimes it's triggered triggered by medication you're taking and things like that. But most of the time, it's a question of like you need to develop the habits that are necessary uh, to 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 be able to get yourself to sleep. And we just haven't practiced those habits or you've, you have bad habits when it comes to, to bedtime and you develop sometimes a phobia of falling to sleep because you're too busy worrying or, or whatever. But these are all things that are kind of within your control. It just, it's a, it takes, yep. some, it takes, it takes work. work. It's Guys, personal work. development is hard. It is so hard and it never stops. No. Like, there are no like breaks you can't take. I don't think I don't think it'll ever stop. And I'm I hope that it doesn't cuz it means that we're constantly just going to try to like be better versions of ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's like a beautiful thing to strive to. It is. It's like the only thing yeah. we're striving for. So have you always been this open about your no. journey, your story because you, you when you talk about it, you're so you're so candid and so raw, which yeah. we love especially at Healthiest Hot, but I feel like Times are changing. We're finally having these conversations. But it wasn't that long ago that that wasn't the case. Well, yeah. And I don't know. For me, I think it's, first of all, I think it's a lot easier to talk about things once you feel like you've kind of gotten through the thick of it. It's really difficult to talk about things that you're actively struggling with that you don't feel like you have solutions for. Um, That's the really hard part. And if you can get yourself to do that, that's going to be a tremendous help in getting you to the other side. But I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck is that they, they feel like they need to figure all this stuff out themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to read a book about it. They don't want to ask for some other person about it. They don't want to listen to a great podcast that discusses this stuff and try to try some of those things out. They feel like they're supposed to know everything out of the womb and like <laughs> and be good at it, you know. And uh, I wish it was that easy, but it's, it's, not. Not. it's not. You need, you know, and so, you know, to answer your question, like, no, I haven't always yeah. been this. You know, I was I spent months without electricity because I was so depressed and anxious. I was being evicted from my place and, um, and nobody knew. Nobody knew. That's like, that's a, that's a real thing, right? I, I, there's so many things that I had gone through that I had lived through and, and I didn't tell anybody about them because I was ashamed about mm-hmm. not being able to take care of myself, not being able to figure out how to just be normal and live life like a normal person lives, right? And only when I got to the other side that I kind of like, when I see someone else struggling, I would just kind of sit down and be like, just so you know, <laughs> you know, like life wasn't always like this. And I'll kind of like give them the insider scoop. And it kind of started with that, sharing with people that I knew were, you know, yeah. struggling and that they made, and I still don't know how bad their struggle was, but just letting them know that what I look like on the outside does not correlate to where I was or where I could actively be, right? Um, So it started with that, and then when I come up with opportunities like this and people ask me questions, I just, I I made a deal with myself that like, if I'm gonna be in the public eye, if I'm gonna be an actor and all that kind of stuff, like I need to stay true to myself, you know? And, and, And I need to, to 
to share the information I think is important. I can't fall into that trap mm-hmm. of like trying to be perfect and trying to act like things are always great. That's a terrible place to be. And so I just take the opportunity to Authenticity. Talk about well, I'm glad that you did. We literally met yesterday. Yeah. Like, you heard. No, and I think, I think it's, it doesn't matter who you are, you have a platform. Yeah. Whether you are in the public eye or you're not, you still have a platform. Of course. And if you have a platform, I think, you should use your voice and you should use your voice for something good and something positive. Yeah. And I love that you're out there doing that. I didn't realize that you went through so much and I'm sure that that is the tip of the iceberg of some of the things that you've been through, but like you're here and you're you're doing it. You're doing something that you love both, you know, in the acting world and in the jujitsu world and you're teaching the next generation and you're helping other people, you know, just letting them know they're not alone. And, Look, you are a total badass. Thank you so much. Like, first of all, I would feel so safe with you walking down <laughs> a dark alley any time of day. And you're so great in this show, Transplant. Thank you. I got to watch the first three episodes, and your character, June, is also a badass. Thank you. Definitely would want her on my side if I was in the hospital. <laughs> but, you know, with everything that you've gone through, especially when it comes to body image, eating disorders, kind of learning how to take care of yourself when you're feeling anxious or depressed, and then you choose a job that throws you in front of the camera, which as we all know, can be quite difficult if you struggle with any of those things in the public eye, you know, lots of people on social media, everyone's got something to say. I mean, how do you kind of manage all of those feelings in that world? Um, At one point I had to stop caring so much about what other people thought. Um, Does that come with age or is that a choice you make? I think it's a combination of stuff. I think I just got tired of mm. trying to make people like me and only to realize that like that wasn't actually helping the situation mm. at all. Um, I just felt like there, there's also, it seemed like when I was more focused on what I needed to do for myself and being a better version of myself, people seem to like me more, if you yeah. know what I mean. Like people yeah. seem to gravitate towards me more, I should say. Yeah. Um, and you know, this might be controversial, but I'm not really too concerned about people liking me. Yeah. I'm, all I need is for you to respect me enough not to cross my boundaries. Yeah. That's all That's all I need. You don't need to like anything I say. We don't need to agree. We can talk. Like, I'm yeah. fine. I don't, I'm fine. You know what I mean? You got thick skin. <laughs> well, I mean, I spent a lot of years feeling completely isolated as well, which probably helps, yeah. right, in that regard. But that's one thing. The other thing, too, is like, uh, I... I kind of like, um, uh, again, like I, I set, I set boundaries yeah. in regards to, to how much I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna let that part of this business influence my everyday life and having something that's completely outside of that. And like mm-hmm. where people don't care, like I got my butt handed to me this morning for three hours by people who don't care that I have a podcast to go to and I'm trying to look cute or like anything. Like they, they don't, don't care, care that you're on TV. They don't care that I'm on TV. A lot of them don't know that I'm on TV, yeah. um, which is nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, I, I don't wear makeup to the gym ever. They know what I look like. They've seen me at my worst. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen me struggle. You know what I mean? Physically seen that ugly like snot bubble, like I can't <laughs> breathe, like s- struggle. Like, and, and they still accept me. They accept me yeah. into their group uh, and they respect me for the work that I put in. And having something like that to go home to every day is Grounding. priceless. The kids, like the kids, for example, they're like, where have you been? We haven't seen you in eight months. And I'm like, I was out making a TV show. And they're like, oh. <laughs> 
I don't know how to say this, but I'm sure you know what it's like. Mm -hmm. Like people catch you here and they're just amazed and they love you just because you're kind of on TV sometimes. They know nothing oh, about 100%. you. Sometimes I'm like, I don't think you'd want to talk to me if I wasn't on a show. Yeah, you, you wouldn't I'm give like, it a time. I'll like be that. nice to you, I'll be courteous to you, but like maybe we're not friends. Yeah. You know, maybe we're like industry industry friends. Yeah. And then but I think it's important to not I struggle with not being a people pleaser. I am naturally Is that a people your thing? pleaser. Yeah. I'm naturally someone who feeds off of positive reinforcement uh, and I'm really working on myself to be okay with being my own version of positive reinforcement yeah. and being my own source of that and not needing to have everybody like me and instead just being comfortable with who I am and going out and doing good work and being kind to people and spreading love and you know sticking true yeah. to who I am and having that be enough that's like that's definitely the journey I'm on because I'm a people pleaser till the day I die. But I really want to work on that because but that's like a that's a big thing for our industry, yeah. right? Like that's I feel like that's a very oh gosh, common yeah. thing for people yeah. who are in the kind of like the entertainment yeah. industry of like feeling guilty for not being considered a nice person. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think, I think you're, nice. you're I think you're nice. I was gonna say like I I don't think you should be any nicer. Don't be any nicer. <laughs> just get walked all over. It's walked so well. No, you're, um, you're, okay, so I think you're great, though. Maybe yeah. your kids can't watch Transplant, but why should anyone who's not a kid watch this show? Because it's, it's so much more than a medical show. I mean, I grew up loving Grey's. Like, I'm a big medical drama kind of yeah. gal. But this one, this one's got a little something special to it. You know... Obviously, there's the immigrant story, yeah. and we hear about that a lot, and and and, and you know it it's uh, it's been discussed a lot, and it's it's very prominent, and so um, there's that element of it. It's just it's a new take. It's an it's a it's another person's experience, and I think that as often as possible, we should try to understand what other people are going through, or what or, or imagine, or just kind of think about what people might be going through. You know, people who live lives that are different than our own. I think it makes us smarter as individual as individuals. I think it makes us stronger as a community. I, I just think that it's a it's a logical thing to do. Whenever yeah. I have, you it's know, not rocket science. It's not rocket just science. Just give a shit about the people around you. Yeah, just be a little even curious. Even if they're different, even if they come from a different place. Yeah, like even if you don't care, you don't have to care. But like, aren't you a little bit curious? you know just a little bit yeah. curious about like why they think the way they do or why they do the things they do like I don't know that's that's one thing yeah. right I think that that's a good habit to have is to be curious about your environment and the people in it um, a lot of people disagree with things they know nothing about and I think that that's a weird thing mm -hmm. you know um, so that's one aspect of it the other aspect of it uh, is because um, I'm on it no I'm joking <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, um, you yeah, should no. watch because you're on <laughs> it. I'm, yeah, I'm there. No, but I think Dr. June, everybody, <laughs> watch June out Curtis. for her. Um, no, but I think that uh, that's uh, th honestly, I think that that's that's the big reason, you know. And yeah. and uh, and aside from that, like there, there's the ability to to connect with people who are different from you, and and kind of tear away or or push away the superficial aspects of the things that make us different, and then focus on the things that that we can relate mm -hmm. to each other on. Um, and look, as Canadians, yeah. you guys can relate to the fact that this show it's appears as Toronto yeah. and is not pretending to be New York or no. any other city. This is like a very proudly Canadian show. It's a very Canadian show. All the actors are Canadian. 
except for maybe John Hanna. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody's everybody's homegrown yeah. and and putting in the work and putting in the effort and 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 I just think it's gonna be a good show. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: people keep asking me that question. Why should Because it's gonna be a good show. Like, yeah. it's gonna be entertaining. There's a lot of different characters of you know who come from a different variety yeah. of backgrounds, and it's gonna be an interesting experience. It's a beautifully and, and diverse them. show. It's beautiful and it's well done. It's yeah. very very yeah. very well made. Like it's what? cinema. It's cinematography. What's the word? Cinema. It's cinematic. Cinematography. It's cinematic. It's cinematic. This shit is Ooh. cinematic. Save that one the when, last when does it come out? When does it make? February twenty sixth. And then so then it's weekly. What day is it? Wednesday nights. Guys, I know what you're doing on Wednesdays, nine p.m. on CTV, Ooh, starting February twenty sixth. Can I guess? You know, I, I think guess? you can guess. We'll uh, let them in on this. Yeah, let them in. I mean, you I don't want them to be left I out. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to be. <laughs> You know. I don't want to be rude. I think we should let them in. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. It's fine. So, guys, just cancel whatever you've got going on on Wednesdays. Dr. June wants to see you. Yes, the doctor is in. Transplant is starting. I've seen all the first three, and it's so good. I've seen more <sighs> episodes than you've seen. You have, and I'm yeah. so pumped about that. Like, I'm like, when is this? I had to prep for our interview. I got I to gotta, gotta be prepped. What about me? I, well, <laughs> you, you, I mean, I'll let you talk to communications after this, but yeah. you should watch it. If not, Feb 26th. Yes. 9 p.m. Okay, Eastern. fine. I'll be there. <laughs> um, okay, before I let you go, because I'm sure you probably want to finally eat and yeah, stretch cool. and take care of your body after a killer three-hour session. Is that what you said this morning? Did you just do this morning? One. Yeah, 10 to 1. Is that, that's three hours. Whew. I mean, look, I struggle with a 60-minute workout. You you just you bring really bring it up a notch. Um, what does healthy is hot mean to you? Healthy is hot. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they say like when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you do good by yourself, you feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I'm going to cheers to that. Cheers. cheers to you. Congratulations on the show. Thank Congratulations you. on all your accomplishments in the jujitsu world. Where Thank can everyone so find more info about your gym if they want to? get down and grapple they can come and see us at 4pbjj.com we offer a one-week free trial for adults teens and kids of all ages men and women boys and girls everybody's welcome all body types don't be shy don't be scared we will walk you through it you have friends here I have love friends that. here. I love that. So basically, go try something new, and you get a one-week free trial, yes. so there are no excuses. None. Worst case scenario, after a week, you are you know that much more about something you didn't mm-hmm. know about, and that's it. Like, if that's all you get out of it, great. And the instructor's pretty rad. Oh. Just saying. Thank you. Thank you so so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. A huge thanks to the Thompson Hotel for hosting us today. So if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.